Aim a Little Higher Podcast, Episode 17. It's kind of like, you know, if someone asks you, how, how fast would you drive your car if you knew that you could never crash? You'd, you'd hit the floor, right? You'd do it to the max. And just because I, I know I can, I have that sort of certainty that it will all be okay and, it, and I will achieve the goal in the end. You're locked into Aim a Little Higher Podcast, where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into result results. I know you're going to dig this. Introducing your host, he was an Olympic torchbearer. Jones's National Entrepreneur of the Year and Motivational Speaker. Welcome to the Aim Little Higher Podcast. Hyman. It's your boy Kamal Hyman here. It's my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest. He coaches and inspires people to become successful entrepreneurs. Whilst at university, he made headlines for launching many successful ventures and became a multi-award winning business starlet. Due to a remarkable social impact, a publishing company approached him to write a book and at age of 21, he became the best-selling author of the highly influential book, How to Be a Student Entrepreneur. He has since worked on government initiatives and advised schools and colleges. His dynamic, inspirational messages have helped to pioneer the current student entrepreneur buzz across the UK and Europe. Online, he shows people across the globe simple, practical strategies so they can make it happen for themselves. And also travel, speaking to audiences and transform the lives of others by teaching people how to cultivate an entrepreneurial mindset and maximise their potential. It is the one, the only, Junior Ogunyemi. Junior, welcome to the show, man. Wow, thank you, Kamal. Pleasure to be here, man. Pleasure to be here. Uh, this is Thanks awesome. This is awesome. We, we, this is like an exciting episode because <laughs> I jumped onto to Facebook, you know, scrolling through through the timeline as, you, as usual and seeing all the rubbish and then bang, something popped out and hit me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the young professionals, like... What, firstly, that title caught me, and I was like, "I'm young, I'm professional." What we said, what we said, and yeah, I saw the book, I saw the video of, uh, I think it was Jackson, like kind of waving it around, and I was like, "Hold on, Junior's got a book coming up." Yeah, you know I mean, it. and it launches tomorrow, and well, today, in fact, and yeah. I just saw it, young, fed up professionals, and I was like, "Yeah, strategies to get out of the rat race," and I thought yeah. we've got to get you on the podcast today, <laughs> today. Oh, it's love, love, lovely to have to be here, man. Seriously, and um, yeah, this is this is how we do it. This is how we this is how we play it in 2016. Uh, just putting it all out there, putting it all out there, releasing it, and um, and working, working hard, grinding, and and sort of getting the message out there. I think the book is actually a long time coming. Um, okay. My first book. Uh, some of you probably know I, I wrote the book in like three weeks. Wow, and and then released it very quickly as well, um, and that that became a huge success. Um, so huge that I've actually been sort of riding off off the back of that book for the past four years. Wow, um, and then sort of still getting lots of sort of bookings and and, and opportunities off the, off the back of that book. But I'm thinking, yeah, four years four years is quite a long time, you know. Yeah, I mean, we initially met because of the book as well. To be fair, yeah, I remember yeah. I was at a, I was at a trade show and I saw the title "How to Be a Student Entrepreneur." And this time I was yes. like 19 years old. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> Went over and chatted to you, got a copy, you signed it. And yeah, man, it's a powerful book. Yeah, I mean, that, that book has is, is really said well. And I think um, a lot of the uh, success that I've had has been 
uh, huge advantage having this book basically it's been a catalyst to, to my career and I know it's blessed many other people I mean we sold over thousands of puppies um, and nice. that book's available in like five countries around the world and wow um, and it's yeah it's, it's it's made huge huge movements many many I've, I've taken on my on my website I take quite a few pictures of different celebrities yeah, now yeah I've seen book. man powerful powerful um, stuff yeah, so, so what was the inspiration behind this one? I mean, you've got a book out there. It's going successful. Five countries. People are still excited about the book. What makes you sit down and say, I'm going to do another one? Do you know, I, I think it was, a, it was a case of a lot of people that had read the first book um, about entrepreneurship. They, they sort of got the, the hunger for entrepreneurship. But then they, they, they probably sort of just pushed it aside. Got and you. then they went they went into the sort of corporate world. Okay. And then what I found is so half the people who read the book, everyone got the hunger, half the people went off and set up their businesses and, and sort of started living their dreams and some were successful, some weren't successful. But the other half went straight into the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And but they still had that sort of entrepreneurial spark in them somewhere. And they quickly realized that this is not the place for me. What have I done? So I, I started getting a, a huge wave of people. Um, coming up to me after seminars and, and lots of people I was doing consultations with basically saying junior I hate my job how do I get out and set up a business wow. um, so I guess it's, all, it's almost like the book for the people who didn't read the first book properly <laughs> for real for real <laughs> like a take two so it's like yeah so basically these are the strategies to get out of the, the rat race and and I outline um, six key strategies okay. and that basically encompass pretty much every single human being and whatever position that they're in. Um, and I, again, just like the first book, I start to challenge a lot of misconceptions about what it, what it actually takes to, to get out of the rat race, what is the rat race, mm. um, and just really defining things because uh, I think there's a, a, a lot of times we just run on assumptions and we're actually sitting down and thinking, wow, what, what does it actually mean? Yeah. What am I actually trying to do this for? Um, but I'm, I'm very proud of this book. It's one of those sort of pieces of work where like when I got the, the final copy, I picked up and I started flicking through it. And I'm like, wow, this is actually a, this is a pretty good book. Like, who wrote Did I this? write that? Yeah. Yes. And that's when you know that, you know, you, you sort of outdone yourself. Um, and I don't get that feeling often with, with a lot of stuff that I do. But, but this book, I'm, I'm very, very proud of it. And it's, it's, I know it's definitely going to serve the purpose. Powerful. That is written. Powerful. And for those listening today, when's the, when's the launch? Like what time does it happen? Well, officially to well, it's ready today now. So by by this evening, six thirty, okay. um, we'll be launching it um, at, at a big event with um, with several other entrepreneurs who will be speaking, um, and myself. And so yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, this is also opening up a, a new market for me. So I've sort of rebranded myself, and I don't know you're an expert in branding. So I've, <laughs> this is almost. A position for me to rebrand myself. So there, there are quite a lot of people who've been following me from the first book run. I was going to be down today, but there's also a lot of new people yeah. who are quite intrigued and they've probably never even heard of me before. Um, so that would be quite interesting and exciting for you too. Definitely, definitely. I like, I like a new challenge, um, and and it's, it's all part of growth, isn't it? Hundred percent. That's powerful stuff. Now, what we want to do is take a look at the man behind the book. You know, and, you know, aim a little higher is all about setting solid foundations. You know, we say don't chase your dreams, but build them. And it all starts with solid foundations. So can you tell us what you were like as a young child? Um, as a young child, I was 
Um, well, I was the youngest in my family, and um, I was always the sort of cheeky kind of. Um, basically, I, I got away with everything in it being the last born. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, so I, I was always a bit, you know, just sort of just free. I felt mm. um, in in school. I was. I look back. I always thought I was a good boy, to be honest. But when I look back at like all the school photos, I was always the kid that had to pull faces and okay. in, the, in the in the class photos. And I never took any sort of serious pictures. And um, I, I think I just really stood out <laughs> for many okay. reasons. Um, a cheeky one. <laughs> very. Um, and and secondary school, I was I was quite popular in secondary school. I really enjoyed secondary school. Um, I was captain of the football team. I played on a basketball team. I was captain of the debate team. Like um, on sports day, you know, there's that guy that just wins everything. Yep. I was that guy. Okay. <laughs> so it was, um, I, I really liked secondary school. I, I think that's where sort of the leader, the best, the leader in me started, started to, to come out really. Um, Powerful. And I, I, I was in a funny position because I was pretty much good at everything. Almost anything I put my mind, I was, I was pretty good at it. Whether it was academics or I was in all the top sets, but I was also quite sporty and um, yeah, I was, I was pretty much an all a good all rounder. So in terms of trying to pick and decide what you want to do in life, it was always a bit of a challenge for me. Yeah, that's an interesting turn of it actually. Not not that you weren't talented, but you were so talented that at, at multiple things it was hard to kind of choose one. Yeah, and and you know it did start to bug me because I, I was always worried about sort of being a, a jack of all trades and master of none. Uh huh, uh huh, a massive problem. Like it's like it's finding your brand is about finding your thing. Yeah, do you stand out for what are you about? Yeah, so it was um, <laughs> it was a bit, it was a bit, it was a bit crazy in that sense. But I I just sort of carried on with my passions because I felt I was I was pretty confident in myself in in pretty much whatever I did. I just decided to follow my passion and my, my oldest brother, Action Jackson. Um, he, yeah, episode one of the podcast. Oh, well, yeah, see, he, he, he gave me the best advice. Um, and he said, when I was young, he said, find something you like doing and get someone to pay you for it. Pow. So, <laughs> Pow. Me being young, cheeky, naive, I, I literally took that. I took that literally. So I thought, well, I'm, one day I'm going to get paid to play for Chelsea because I like playing football. Why would, whoa, whoa, why would you choose Chelsea? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, when Arsenal's out there, I'm lost, I'm lost. Do you know, my, my other brother's an Arsenal fan, I mean, and we're sort of really close growing up as well, so like, it was, I think it was kind of sibling <laughs> rivalry, so if he's Arsenal, I have to be Chelsea. Of course, like of that. course. <laughs> so, it's, um, so yeah, so, but that, that never happened, um, but I did sort of fall in love with coaching football along the way, um, because of that one goal, that one dream that I had to sort of play for Chelsea. Um, I I tried out for the football teams. By year seven, I was top goal scorer. By year eight, I was captain of the school team. By year nine, I was captain of the whole district team, and and that's when sort of my one of my PE teachers really started to notice me as as sort of quite a bit of a leader. And he he ran a a small youth club on the side. And um, when I was going into sort of year ten and eleven, he invited me to come down and become a coach. I took the opportunity, and that was my sort of first job. Um, and he always used to sort of slip me like a dodgy fiver in the in the <laughs> room afterwards, because um, no one was allowed to know that I was actually working for him. Okay, uh, wow. Because um, I was I, I was almost too young to work, but he yeah, knew yeah. I was I was basically good enough. Yeah, worth it. Exactly. So, um, 
to cut a long story short, a few years down the line, I basically sort of taken over what he, the foundation he laid in and built my own football coaching academy. Um, myself and, and, and two other friends at the time and we we sort of grew it and it went from about 20 kids in a local park to over 100 kids every single week. Wow. Um, started making quite a bit of money for it. Um, um, started employing other coaches, started to do all these different marketing and developing all these different entrepreneurial skills. And before I knew it, I realized that, hang on, I'm, I'm actually an entrepreneur. And, and I didn't actually believe I like, I didn't even actually know what an entrepreneur really was until I won my first business award. Okay. Um, and then two weeks later, my second business award came, and then, and then my face started becoming in newspapers and magazines. And, and you're like, hold this, on, I'm doing something right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, For and, real. And and literally, when I when I was going into university, I made it my my goal, my own personal goal, to make enough money to pay off all my university fees. Boom. Um, so that was my next target from the business ventures. Um, and, and thankfully, by the time I was in like second year of uni, I, I'd achieved that goal. I'd sort of been living out on my own. I bought my second car. I was really enjoying life and this whole this entrepreneurial lifestyle was great for me. Powerful, um, man. Yeah. So I, I actually had a lot of friends who would come up to me and say, hey, Junior, we see your face in newspapers and magazines, blood, and, and like, you seem to be doing well for yourself. And, and it all looks pretty <laughs> legal as well. So, <laughs> So I was like, yeah, it's legal. Like, have you got any business ideas? And they're like, yeah, I got this T-shirt idea. I got this, I got that. So literally I started just mentoring my peers and, and helping other people make it happen for themselves. And the stuff that I was learning from the books and the seminars and the mentors and that I was around from such a young age, I was passing it on to, to other people. So um, it sounds like you found your passion in that sort of moment. So you did the football. You Firstly, for the listeners, he started free. He started teaching younger students the teacher yeah. saw how good you were and then decided to pay you. So you started free, got good enough to be high value and then got paid. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. And that's the order to do it in people. Go out there, get some work experience, start doing it, start getting good at your craft, master that craft, and then people will pay you to do it 100%. And that people should not underestimate small beginnings because, um, like for example, I take on a lot of young coaches now um, and – even there's even people who I used to coach almost about eight years ago who now come and work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've sort of come through the ranks and stuff. And, and um, I'm, I'm always telling them about how hungry I was, which, which basically put me in the position um, that I am. I mean, there'll be times where I lived in, I lived in London, central London. And at age 16, I was traveling across the country to, just to go and get my qualifications um, to, to do these courses and stuff like that and I was paying like up to 300 pounds just to get my my qualification and my courses and to get my levels up wow um but while now we're, while we're on the subject of education actually what route did you take because you said there were courses is that while you're at secondary school or did you leave secondary and go to college what was that route no I was doing that um, all at the same time oh wow so I, was, I was doing it um while I was at college I was also studying outside to, to become a qualified coach um so so yeah I was doing all of that at the same time and then that's that was really sort of the foundations of in terms of that like, you you want to go do everything you can mm-hmm. to, to actually make sure you achieve it um, and don't leave any things for excuses amen to that amen to that and do you think that are there any kind of significant or surprising achievements that you think have helped your journey so maybe at the time it didn't seem like this was going to help you but upon reflection you're like actually when I did that that helped me get to here are there any kind of surprising ones yeah, do you know what? It was um, there were 
other business ventures that I started running um, just as sort of hobbies, really. Um, I thought, right, I've got this sort of entrepreneurial skill. Let me try to apply this to other areas. And I set up stuff like magazine printing company. And, and that works really well. To be honest, I just wanted to get like a backstage pass at all the cool events. <laughs> I was thinking, how do I get like a press pass? Because I don't work for a, a, a publishing company. I know I'm going to set one up myself just so I can get backstage. <laughs> so, and it actually worked. I got to meet all these different sort of celebrities and stuff. But that, that was almost like a defining moment that, that just helps me have confidence in myself. Like, wow. You, mm. you can actually do anything that you, you are willing to put your mind to. And, um, and the feedback from, from stuff like that, for example, twice I've been nominated as one of the top 10 most outstanding young students in the UK, once in 2010 and again in 2013. Wow. And having recognition like that um, on a national level, it really does sort of, it does a lot for, your, for the brand. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, because that opened up a, a lot of doors for me. Um, all of a sudden, it's almost like overnight, everybody wants to get a piece of you. And uh-huh. and at that stage, I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to, to share as much of myself as, as possible, which is what led me to speaking, basically. People started to see, like, wow, here's a positive example. Let's drag him up on stage um, and and hear his story. Powerful. Uh, and that's how I got into to speaking and, and I fell in love with public speaking again. And this is probably something I'll be doing for the rest of my life, um, entrepreneurship and speaking. Beautiful. So your passion, the thing you fell in love with, was it the speaking or was it the football? Was it the actual art of being an entrepreneur that you fell in love with? Um, I think it was all of them at different stages. Got you. Um, the first love was football and that's what drove me into... Um, I think it was a combination. I really loved football, um, but I really loved helping people and coaching people mm-hmm. and sharing with people. That has always been sort of the core core of it. So whether I'm doing that in a football uh, field, coaching young people and helping them become the best that they are, um, that always comes through. Or whether I'm doing public speaking, I also coach public speaking as well, so that comes through. Whether I'm doing entrepreneurship myself, um, I'm also coaching other entrepreneurs at the same time. So I think the common thread within all of it is is I guess coaching and, and helping other people maximize their potential. Nice. So the core passion is that helping other people, seeing other people improve, being that catalyst for their change. Yeah. And that manifests itself in so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Powerful. Um, Powerful. So was your vision when you were younger to become an entrepreneur, was it always that or was it more based around the individual things you actually did, such as being a footballer, such as, being a um, speaker? Um, I I guess I always thought, well, one day it'll be nice to sort of own a business, but I never. I always thought that I had a complete misconception about what it took to become an entrepreneur. I thought, there's no point even dreaming about that now. You're still so young. Maybe when you're like 50 years old, you think about all that <laughs> stuff. And, and that's what really led me to, when I started doing it myself, I started challenging all these misconceptions and, and you know, people say, oh, you know, you can't do that. You can't do this. And I said, well, why not? Let me let me give it a go and, yes. and, and, and just sort of see for myself. Yes, I'm so glad you said that about the age thing because, you know, I get to speak to young people and it's always, yeah, I'd love to start a business. Cool, have you started? Oh, no, I was going to wait till I'm older, till I'm <laughs> left college, till I'm... It's like, till what? Do you know what exactly. I mean? It's it start now. I started my first business venture when I was seven years old. 
<laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like it. you've got to get started in order to to be great at it eventually. So start now. So I think that's a massive takeaway for the audience. If Junior yeah. hadn't started, he wouldn't be on the podcast now with a, his second book on the way. He'd still be sitting there saying, do you know what? One day, man, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> Literally, that's it. That's, that's it. And and it, it, it was one of those ones where, all right, I might make mistakes, but I'd rather make the mistakes now while I'm young mm-hmm. um, than, let's say, in, I don't know, 10 years later when I've got like a, you know, a, a mortgage to pay and, and I've got kids to feed and stuff. At least I've really? started and I've, and I've taken the first step and I've ironed out all my mistakes. So I'm a lot more refined. Um, even though I'm young, it doesn't matter. I've just It just means I've got a, a bit more time to to perfect my game. Simple, simple. That's beautiful. And we're going to go on to the rapid round now, where I'm going to fire a bunch of questions that you used to answer as honestly as you can. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. So first and foremost, what time do you wake up? Um, seven o'clock or eight o'clock. Okay. And what's one thing you do in the morning to guarantee a productive day? One thing I do every morning to guarantee a productive day is I talk to my loved ones and I pray. Beautiful. If you could be any animal, which would it be and why? And I know this one's very relevant because there's, there's a bunch of animals on the front <laughs> of your book, which I know if people want to find out why they need to get to that launch event and get that book because <laughs> each animal represents something different, right? Yes, yes, they do. Um, it would be, for the purpose of the book, it would be a mouse. And you have to read the book to understand why I would be a mouse. Powerful. Um, but um, my favourite animal has always been a lion. For okay. obvious reasons, you know, king of the jungle. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Beautiful. What's your favourite dessert? Favourite dessert? Oh, mm, tough one. I'm a big fan of custard and cakes, you know. Do you know what? I'm on that right now as well. <laughs> oh man, just, you know, custard and cakes. It's, it takes me back to secondary school. I think. I think that's exactly, probably worth it. Exactly that. It's, in, it's something in, about it in that big metal in that big metal jug, <laughs> pouring it out. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> Can you name one thing that you could not go without? One thing that I cannot go without. I can't go without hope. Oh, he went deep with it. No, it's like, yeah, I can't go without hope. If, like, I hate being in environments where everyone's lost hope. It's just, that's probably, like, what jars me the most. And yeah. and I sort of know if I lose hope in myself, hope in, lose hope in humanity, hope in everything, and then it's, it's pointless, basically. There's no point going on any further. But as long as there's hope, I keep going and I keep pressing forward. Powerful, yeah. powerful. I love that answer. You're at a karaoke bar. What's your go-to song? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it will probably be Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Scream. Oh, nice, nice. And I've been to karaoke bar with you before. In fact, so. <laughs> Let loose. Powerful. Stop pressuring me. Hey. I love anything, anything with Michael on it, man. <laughs> the king, the king, the true king. Exactly. Can you tell us something most people don't know about you? that I ran 100 metres in 10.8 seconds when I was about 18. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you could have been UK Usain. I know, I know. <laughs> Damn, powerful. You you sound like you were a competitive young man. Um, I, It was one of those ones where I, I was just sort of... I wasn't really competing with other people, I was just competing with myself. Like, mm. really pushing yourself to the limit. Um, and, and yeah... If um 
if there was any showboating involved, I'd, I'm, I'm always down for a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful. Love that. What is your most effective daily habit? My most effective daily habit is checking the emails at set times. Okay. Um, it's probably for more frustrating for everyone else who's trying to get hold of me, but generally I'll probably have like two, two hours a day where I'll check the emails and I'll burn through all my emails within that hour, one hour in the morning and once in the evening or afternoon. Um, every, same thing with sort of messages. I, I really should sort of block the time to, to go through everything. And every, uh, when I'm not on it, literally I'm not on it. Um, and it's, it's helped me. It did take a lot of discipline to do it, but it, it has helped me. Um, wow. So your time is your time? Literally. Um, nobody's allowed to encourage in my space. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at work, I'm busy. Um, when I don't care really how urgent it is, I, I basically batch it off. I don't leave it too long. Yeah. Um, but whatever the case is, I'll get back to you when, when I'm ready, pretty much. Nice. You're in control. That's it, man. Got to stay in control. That's it. <laughs> What's your biggest distraction? Ooh, my biggest distraction is another idea. I'm, uh-huh. It's kind of like the blessing and the curse of the entrepreneur. You you get to spot lots of ideas, which is the blessing, but you also keep spotting ideas, so it becomes a curse in the <laughs> sense where you know, you're already working on something and you realize that there's a good opportunity here and there's a good opportunity there. And, and that's some, sometimes it's just too tempting to say no, um, yeah. but you have to have that sort of focus and discipline. So, um, yeah, my, almost like my biggest blessing is also my biggest distraction as well. Powerful, powerful. We'll go on to our time travel section. Now, a time machine is created. It can only take you backwards and it can't bring you back. But you keep all the knowledge you have now. You're taken back to your 18th birthday. Now, knowing what you know now, what are the first three things you would do? Wow. (laughs) Um, Gosh. Wow. All right. The first thing I'll do is probably focus a lot more okay i mean to be honest i was very very focused then compared to the the average 18 year old mm-hmm. um i was i was very focused i wasn't distracted by like girls or clubbing or anything like that i was i was really in my zone um because this is when i just started building the businesses okay but i think i probably would have stuck to one or two businesses at the time rather than seven or eight businesses okay um but I, I was young i was naive i was very excited i felt like i had this new superpower and, and i really wanted to sort of experiment and play around with it um but to be honest it's not like something i regret yeah i just know that i'll probably be even miles, more yeah i'll be i'll be a lot further if i if i didn't sort of um experiment and 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 sort of play around so much and just stuck to one thing and focused powerful powerful yeah, so that's that's one. Um, Eighteen feels like such a long time ago now. <laughs> um, I probably would have took a few more holidays. Okay. As well. Um, I mean, I knew there was a period around that time where I'd probably between like seventeen to maybe seventeen to about twenty-four that I never took a holiday at all. Wow. Um, like my passport I had no stamps on it. Got you. Got you. <laughs> Um, so I've since tried to make up for it by going on holidays as frequently as I can. But um, yeah, I probably would have took a few more holidays. Nice. Um, and the the other thing is, 
I I probably would have learned a new language. Oh, nice one. Yeah, I, nice I, one. I really wish that I did take that time to, to you know, learn a new language. That... Which one would you choose? Do you know, it'll probably be Mandarin. Do you know, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> it's, I think it's probably because, it, I don't know if it's the most easiest language, or the most difficult, but it's just a different language. Yeah, <laughs> completely. It's completely different. And, and because, you know, they're, they're sort of taking over the globe right now. This is um, if you could speak their language, then it just puts you at a big advantage. It opens up new markets. Yeah, so true. It's the, the language of business. Yeah, yeah. So, One day, we'll go get there. One day. That's it. That's it. I do a little bit of Japanese. I got hojimoshite boku wa kumal desu dozu yoroshiki. Wow, I have no <laughs> idea what you just said. <laughs> I think it's basically like, "Hello, my name is Kamal. How are you?" <laughs> wow, I learned that when I was younger. But yeah, man, it's it's a crazy. It's, it sounds awesome. It does. So, it does. why do you do what do you do? Why? What wakes you up in the morning? Gets you focused and keeps you going. I do what I do because. I can. I know it's possible. Um, again, going back to that thing of, of sort of hope. If, if I lose hope in something, then I don't bother trying. Um, but because I know it's possible and I know I can, I, like, I genuinely have this unwavering faith um, that, yes, I, I can. It's, maybe it's come from my, I don't know, my church background or it comes from um, ex- past experiences and, or, or what's in me. I, I just know that. Not with everything, but with the things that I am doing, I know that I can. I know that I can write this book and I can finish it. And I know it can be a bestseller. I know that I can set up this business and it can earn this much. And just because I know it can, I do. It's it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, if someone asks you, how how fast would you drive your car if you knew that you could never crash? Boy. You'd, you'd hit the floor, right? You I'm know, telling you'd, you'd, you. You'd, you'd, you'd do it to the max. And, and just because I, I know I can and I know like, I have that sort of certainty that it will all be okay and it, and I will achieve the goal in the end. Um, that's what drives me to, yeah, let's not muck around, let's just make it happen. Nice, powerful. And for audience members listening who are like, you know what, I want to get where Junior today, I want to be that entrepreneur. I want to, I'm a fed up young professional, you know. What are three things they could do right now? Um, first thing is get a copy of the book and <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah do not read 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 that's probably the very first thing um, keep developing your skills don't think that you know just because you you finish education and that's the end of it the very first thing I encourage people is just keep developing your skills whether it's reading books um, finding mentors or going to courses invest in yourself never ever begrudge time or money you spend investing in yourself because no one can ever take that away from you um, it's almost like the recipe and you want to keep having various recipes so you can keep building the cakes. It's not about the end product, it's about what, what's inside of you. So keep reading, keep learning, keep watching interviews and keep listening to banging podcasts like this from experts and, <laughs> and, and, and keep growing. So that's the first thing, keep growing, um, keep developing skills. Second thing is network, network like crazy. Like come out your comfort zone. I know I know Drake put out a song a few few years ago and now was no new friends, no new friends. <laughs> Ignore that. He Don't was ever wrong. listen to Drake. <laughs> he, he was absolutely wrong. Make sure you get new friends because especially if your old friends are not taking you up to where you need to be, um they're probably the reason. You need you might need new friends. Um so always be open to sort of coming out your comfort zone, coming out your, your cultural zone. You know, hang around people who are have years of experience ahead of you. 
hang around with people who speak a different language and that and have a different mentality and, and see things differently. Um, I'll, I'll use a perfect example. I, I got really good grades at GCSE is because I started hanging around with a girl who, who I've met that had all A stars. She got all A stars and I thought, wow, she must be an alien. So I thought, you know, if she's doing it, then maybe it's possible. And I started to believe and and I I came out with not quite as good as her, but nearly as good anyway. Um, First time I saw someone make half a million pounds on stage just by doing public speaking. And, and, you know, when you when you when you see someone make and they did it in about seven minutes, What? when you see someone make half a million pounds in seven minutes, all of a sudden your, your, your horizons are expanding. You're, yeah. you're thinking that, wow, forget this 30k a year salary. Like I've just seen a guy make half a million pounds in seven <laughs> minutes. So, so my, your, my paradigm started to shift when I started hanging around with these type of people. And um, so, yeah, find mentors and, and network with people who challenge you to like, seriously aim a little higher, raise your game and, and take it to the next level. Um, and so that's the first thing, skills, keep developing it. Second thing is network. And the third thing is always be inspired. Boom. Only do what inspires you. Only hang around with people that inspire you. Only spend your time and your attention and energy on things that inspire you because if you're wasting time on, on things that don't really inspire you, it literally you're just wasting life. Um, just do do what inspires you. Don't do it because your friends are doing it. Don't do it because your parents said it's the best thing to do. Don't do it because it's the easiest thing to do. Do it because it sort of even if no one paid you for it, you still want to be doing this with your day. Um, and and that's when you start to really reap the rewards because you start to work beyond the call of duty, and yeah. you start to to get results beyond expect your expectations. Powerful, powerful. Now finally, you're still on the stage in front of 10,000 young people, which is no strange place for you. <laughs> You're only allowed to give one piece of advice, though, before the men in suits come and drag you off. What would it be? To do something new, you must become someone new. Boom. And they'll come and drag you off in their suits. To do something new, you must become something new. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute honour to have you on the show, especially today on the launch day. That is awesome. I feel like we've got the exclusive. <laughs> you have, you have, <laughs> you know literally. I mean? Now, before we let, we let you go, how can our listeners firstly get in contact with you and get themselves a copy of the book? Um, just head straight to my website, Um On the homepage, you can order a copy of the book. It should get, come out to you in about two days. Um, and, and yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, the same junior, at Junior Ogunyemi, or on Instagram, which is JR underscore entrepreneur. Um, and, and yeah, hit me up, let me know how things are going. And I'm always more than welcome to sort of share advice, help and give opportunities to people as well. Powerful, powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens. <laughs> and you spent time with the true eagle, Mr. Junior Oganyemi and Kamal Hyman. Continue to aim a little higher and we'll see you next time. Peace. Take care. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Aim A Little Higher podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world listening to any show. You chose to spend it with us on the Aim A Little podcast. And I appreciate it. If you're someone who's sitting there listening to this podcast and been so impressed with the different personal brands we've had on the show, and you're thinking, how on earth do I build a brand? Where do I start? Get over to www.aimalittlehigher.com and join the Aim A Little Higher tribe where you will receive a crash course in how to build your personal brand being launched on the 15th of February. See you on the other side. Peace.